Welcome one, welcome all to the Politics Mostly podcast. I am your host, Peter Ramirez. And can I just say, of all the dumb things this dumb administration does in these dumb times, I have a favorite dumb thing, a favorite Trumpism. There were a lot of possibilities to choose from, right? Remember when he drew on a weather map with a Sharpie and said he didn't alter it? (laughs) Remember when he claimed that windmills cause ear cancer? How about canceling a meeting with Denmark because they wouldn't sell us Greenland? Then there are the lesser known quotes too, by the way, right? He once told reporters in August that I am the chosen one, quote. Uh, An underrated one is when he... (laughs) He claimed that he invented the word caravan. (laughs) But without a doubt, my favorite Trumpism is when he knows somebody, is close to somebody, has pictures and videos with somebody, then claims not to know that somebody. (laughs) He did it again last week with Lev Parnas. You know, Lev Parnas is the one millionth Trump associate to be arrested, indicted, or jailed, by the way. (laughs) Remember Michael Cohen, George Papadopoulos, Paul Manafort, Rick Gates, Michael Flynn, Roger Stone. Now there's Lev Parnas and Igor Fruman. I may have missed a few, Um, but there are a lot. After Lev Parnas turned on Trump and revealed many illegal activities beyond just the quid pro quo with the Ukraine, by the way, like how Trump associates were surveilling our ambassador to Ukraine and possibly plotting her assassination. Here is what Trump said about Lev Parnas. Say, I, I hardly know the gentleman. What conversations have you had with Lev Parnas and Igor Fruman? I don't know those gentlemen. This is a pattern of behavior for President Trump, right? Anytime a shady associate of his, and there are plenty of them, gets in trouble, Trump just says, oh, I never met them. Here's a little montage I put together. David Duke, okay? I never met Putin. I don't know who Putin is. James Comey. I hardly know the man. Paul Manafort worked for me for a very short period of time. I don't know Matt Whitaker. Matt Whitaker worked for Jeff Sessions. Michael Cohen, tell me about your relationship with him. Well, he was a lawyer for me for uh, one of many, not somebody that was with me that much. Let me just tell you, I, I hardly know the gentleman. I swear to you, my loyal listeners, that I had a vision a few days ago. And in this vision, Donald Trump Jr. got arrested. And I saw, I envisioned President Trump tell a reporter in the Rose Garden that he doesn't know Donald Trump Jr. and never met him. (laughs) All right, back to Trump denying that he knows Lev Parnas, right? Now, I could tell you that there are a dozen pictures of Lev Parnas and Trump on the internet. But you know that. You have to know that. Lev Parnas started a company called Fraud Guarantee. Of course Trump is friends with him. Now, some of you are thinking, Peter, he's a politician. All politicians lie. And certainly that's true, right? Bill Clinton, I never had sexual relations with that woman, right? George Bush, Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. Even Obama. You, you can keep your doctor if you like him, right? But here's the difference with Trump. He lies constantly. He lies about big things. He lies about little things. He lies about the size of his crowds and his obesity, things that you can see with your own eyes. Other politicians lie, but it's a lot less frequent. You remember the lies because they don't happen every day. They aren't commonplace. 
every day with Trump, it's just lie after lie. And it's, and it's the type of lie too, frankly, right? It would be one thing if he exaggerated things, which he does, like economic figures. But I just hate when he lies about things that we can literally see. Don't tell us your inauguration crowd was the biggest in history. Don't tell us you weigh 239 pounds. And don't tell us you don't know Lev Parnas when there are pictures and videos of you guys together. There was a lot of discussion last week about John Bolton's upcoming book and how he writes that not only was there a quid pro quo with Ukraine, but that Trump had specifically asked Bolton to join in on the fun. (laughs) But there was another revelation about what Bolton alleges in the book, which got almost no press coverage. Bolton, who is a longtime Republican veteran of four GOP White Houses, claims that Trump did personal favors for two authoritarian leaders, Erdogan of Turkey and Xi of China. Let's start with China. There's a Chinese tech company, ZTE. They got caught doing business in North Korea, which is against the law because it violates sanctions. President Xi personally reached out to Trump to save ZTE, the tech company, and Trump lifted sanctions against them against objections from within his own cabinet, according to Bolton. Then there's Turkey. Turkey's second largest state-owned bank, Hawk Bank, was indicted by the Justice Department for helping Iran sidestep sanctions. Erdogan of Turkey reached out to Trump personally and hired a Republican lobbyist. Bolton says that Trump, quote, adopted a more permissive approach to Turkey because of his financial ties there, end quote. So yes, the President of the United States has a soft spot for foreign dictators, and he does them favors because of Trump property interests. I mean, this is, this is unbelievable. A Chinese company does business with North Korea, gets sanctioned, and Z gets Trump to drop it. A Turkish company does business with Iran, gets sanctioned, and Erdogan gets Trump to drop it. Why? Because there's a Trump property in Turkey? This would have been the biggest scandal of the Obama White House, the biggest scandal of the Bush White House, and it's fucking page six in the newspaper. It's C-Block on the evening news. One last bit of news before we wrap it up. President Trump said the Mexican border wall would be impossible to penetrate. Well, now wind is being blamed for knocking part of it over. Panels from the border wall fell over in Mexicali during heavy winds. The panels fell onto trees on the Mexico side of the border. A border patrol agent says the section had recently been set in concrete. It's not clear if Mexico will pay for the clear-up. I don't want to do a deep dive on the failures of the wall, and there are many. I just want to emphasize one of my core political beliefs here, and that's that we are often seduced by strong political arguments, right? Build the wall. That's tough on immigration. The war on drugs, be tough on crime, have a strong foreign policy, right? (laughs) By invading every country in the Middle East. But tough policies are very rarely the ones that work the best. The wall won't do anything for those who overstay their visas. And, you know, I don't need to go into the failures of the war on drugs or our foreign policy of the last 15 years. It's often the smart policies, the policies that take preemptive measures, the policies backed by analytics and studies, 
the ones that invest in infrastructure, healthcare, education. These policies are not strong or tough. They don't win elections or morph into campaign rally slogans, but they're smart and they work. And that's all that should matter, really. Before I go, uh, your favorite segment, the Trump soundbite of the week. But today, it's going to be a little different. To prove how incoherent and idiotic the president's ramblings often are, here is a narrator reading an actual transcript of a speech President Trump gave. These are Trump's words verbatim read by someone else. You look at the nuclear deal, the thing that really bothers me, it would have been so easy and it's not as important as these lives are. Nuclear is so powerful. My uncle explained that to me many, many years ago, the power, and that was 35 years ago. He would explain the power of what's going to happen and he was right. Who would have thought? But when you look at what's going on with the four prisoners, now it used to be three, now it's four, but when it was three, and even now, I would have said, it's all in the messenger. Fellas, and it is fellas, because you know, they don't, they haven't figured that the women are smarter right now than the men, so you know, it's going to take them about another 100 50 years, but the Persians are great negotiators, the Iranians are great negotiators, so, and they, they just killed, they just killed us. 